from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspiring music and interesting nature study. With more music coming in, we shall end our program with a message from God's Word. This is your host Sharad and I am Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. Let's begin our program with a song. There's a gentle breeze that's blowing by the river And it brings a calm assurance to my soul As I feel your presence come to rest beside me Spirit come to cleanse and make me whole I hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees above As I stand in awe of nature's wondrous scene And Lord I've come to understand of your master plan and what all of your creation was to me by that river Lord, I hear you speak to me in the leaves that rustle Speak 
listening to Adventist World Radio the voice of hope from Pune India and now here's a nature study acid rain dear friends today we are going to learn how to have a clean life jude 12 these are spots in your feasts of charity when they feast with you feeding themselves without fear clouds they are without water carried about of winds trees whose fruits withereth without fruit twice dead plucked up by the roots cries are being heard all over the united states and canada that lakes are being polluted and forests are being destroyed something needs to be done about it it is estimated that more than 20000 lakes in sweden have been affected The beautiful black forest of West Germany may be beyond hope. What is happening? You ask. The smoke that comes out of the smokestacks from coal-burning power and industrial plants is carrying large amounts of sulfur dioxide and nitric oxides. As it lands on the water or land, it kills many living things. in and around the lakes that once flourished with beautiful fish and wildlife the fish have been killed off and the chirping trees frogs loons and kingfishers have disappeared can something be done to stop this scientists are hoping that by cutting back on the emission of sulfur that pour out of the smokestack The damage done by acid rain can be curtailed. Workers are spreading lime on some lakes in the northeastern United States to counteract and neutralize the acid so that the aquatic creatures will not be killed off. To think that the world in which we live is being destroyed by us because of our selfishness and greediness is frightening. In our Christian experience also there are pollutants that harm our bodies and our relationship with Jesus with God's help we can overcome the destroyer satan Jesus will take care of the pollutants in your life if you turn it over to him i invite you today to turn your life over to Jesus allow him to purify it taking out all the sinful pollutants and you'll see you'll have a nice clean life thank you thank you for the nature study we are sure our listeners enjoyed it to learn more on nature keep listening to adventist world radio we will be studying different objects of nature because there is a simplicity and purity in these lessons direct from nature that makes them of the highest value the children and youth All classes of students need the lessons to be derived from this source. In itself, the beauty of nature leads the soul away from sin and worldly attractions and toward purity, peace and God. Dear friend, death, struggle, 
pain and violence were not part of God's original creation, let's discover what was the world like when God created it. To know more on God's Word, you could also write to us. Here's our mailing address. Adventist World Radio, Post Box number 17, Pune 411001, Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com. You may also follow our programs on our website awr.org slash English program.
Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. Philip Yancey tells the story about a man who was about to adopt that teenage girl when she robbed him and ran away. And the adoption had not been completed. He didn't have to go through with it. But instead, uh, he decided to do something different. His friend said, you know, you don't have to do this. Mm. She's not really your daughter. Yeah, and, it, and she's not behaving very well. That's right. Mm. And so when they said that to him, he answered by saying, no, but I told her she was. Oh, so he, made, he made the promise. He, he had made the promise, and he said, you know what? The adoption's not final, but as far as I'm concerned, you are my daughter. And so he found her, brought her home, forgave her, completed the adoption mm. so that she was really his child. You know, I'm amazed that uh, in the Bible, um, the whole salvation story is right. talked about in these terms of covenant. Mm-hmm. That's right, the a God made, Yeah, that God made this promise to us. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, we have talked about the concept of Goel many times, of, right. of the Kingsman Redeemer. That's right. Uh, perhaps we can talk about it for just a few seconds here. When God creates us in His image, mm-hmm. you know, He becomes our closest of kin. That's he's right. Our, he's our Father. And He's promised, therefore, to do certain things for us whenever we're in trouble. That's right. And That's so, right. as soon as the human kind gets in trouble in mm-hmm. Genesis 3, mm-hmm. he immediately says... Goes into action as our kinsman and redeemer, right? Yeah, he says this covenant. You can read the covenant, Genesis mm-hmm. 3.15. He says, I'm making a covenant for you. Uh, I'm going to be sending somebody. He's going to be born of a woman, right. and he's going to fight for you. And, you know, uh, I imagine this parents, you know, if, if your child gets into the pool and, and he's struggling, he, he's drowning. I mean, do you get a manual out and say, what am I supposed yeah, to do? what should we do now? <laughs> you know, I, I told you not to get in the pool that night, and now look what's happening to you. You know, you dive in, you pull the kid to safety. That's right. There's no doubt about that. You don't even think about it. You You dive in. Even if you can't swim, you're going in the water after this child. That's right. And this is one of the ways that we need to look at God, His desperation for us, and and the covenant He always makes. And this covenant is repeated many, many times in the Bible. Perhaps the the five most prominent covenants, and they're all repetitions of the covenant with some expansion, right? Mm-hmm, the first one mm-hmm. is to Adam, That's then right. we have the covenant to Noah, the Noah. then we have we right. the covenant to Abraham, we mm-hmm. have the covenant to Moses, and we mm-hmm. have the covenant to David. To Those David. are the five uh, strong covenant That's people right. that we know, but there's That's many right. other people in between, you know, That's Jacob, right. Isaac, etc. Mm-hmm. And, and the covenant keeps being repeated, and the sixth one is Jesus, That's where right. he says, okay, now you're really, really going to understand what the covenant right. was That's about. Right. Right. Because he is the, the fulfillment of that covenant. He is the fulfillment of the promise that when we're in trouble, he's going to be our kinsman redeemer. He buys us back from the life of slavery and sin that we've sold mm. ourselves into. That's right. He stands for us in court. He takes our judgment upon himself. Mm-hmm. He fulfills all the promises of the kinsman redeemer. That's right. So here we go into this this uh, ceremony, this mm-hmm. supper that they're having That's together right. that many of us know as the Lord's Supper That's or right. communion. Uh, some of you may know it. And this is found in Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body. Well, it's, it's very important that we uh, know the, the previous narrative context where Jesus is actually eating Passover. That's right. And this is taken from the Passover ceremony that he's adopted and adapted and changed a little bit yeah. for, for the New Testament church. Yeah, this is very interesting because they're actually taking Passover, which was the ceremony mm-hmm. where they remember what God had done for them when they that's came right. out of uh, Egypt uh, as a right. people. And they told the story that in Hebrew is called the Haggadah, mm-hmm. is the story of 
of the Passover, and he's telling it, and I'm sure the disciples think he's going to follow the words. That's right, but, but he changes it. He changes the word, and when he gets to the bread of the affliction, he actually says, the bread is my body. My and body. when he gets to, to the cup of redemption, he says, by the way, the cup was my blood. Verse 27, then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And this uh, particular sentence, blood of the covenant, yeah. was something that they were very familiar with because in the um, Mesopotamian, Egyptian, and Israelite culture, uh, many times covenants were ratified by blood. That's right. And so uh, we have a particular covenant that God makes with his people in Exodus. That was ratified by blood. That's right. And so many of us, uh, you know, take about Exodus 20, we take mm-hmm. it out of uh, the covenant context. That's but right. in fact, the whole covenant was Exodus 19 to 24. That's yeah. the whole covenant. Which it includes the Ten Commandments, In- but it is God's right. promise to us. The yes. Ten Commandments are actually his, the kind of person he will make us. Yes, and, and then he gives the people a choice if they want to enter in the covenant with That's him. Right. And so there is this ceremony of blood, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's In very interesting. It, it, actually, we can start on verse 6, because mm-hmm. uh, Moses divides the blood in two groups. <laughs> Moses took half of the blood and put it in the bowls, and the other half he sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it to the people. They responded, we will do everything the Lord has said, we will obey. Mm-hmm. Moses then took the blood, sprinkled it on the people, and said, this is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Okay, it's very interesting because he divides the blood in two, and the first half of the blood he pours on the altar, which means that right. God's side of the covenant is secure. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. That's okay, right. then we he says, would that. you like to be part of this covenant? Then mm-hmm. he sprinkles the people with the other half of the yes. covenant. You've got a choice now. Now, this sentence, the blood of the covenant, mm-hmm. this is where it comes from. So when Jesus actually uh, states this sentence, this is the blood of the covenant, mm-hmm. he is interpreting his death as the sealing, as That's the blood right. that is going to seal this covenant That's that right. God has made with his people. Th- this is the thing that completes the deal from God's side. This this means that your salvation is secure. It has been won by Jesus' blood. Yeah, that, see, we don't understand it now because our covenants with, with people now are usually not done oh, with, yeah. with blood. Yeah, contracts are made to be broken. <laughs> and yeah. They're not made with blood. That's true. Yeah, but in those times, the way that you showed that you were serious is, right. is there was an animal that would die and... Mm-hmm. and their blood ratified the covenant. Yeah. And in this case, Jesus is saying, by the way, all those symbols, all those sacrifices were pointing to my blood. That's right. Because God is ratifying the covenant with humanity through a- my as sacrifice. As a boy, I remember watching the Westerns about the Native Americans who would seal a promise by cutting their fingers and, oh, and calling themselves yeah. blood brothers. You know, we're sealing this promise. Oh, that's true. Our commitment to one another we, with our own blood. We are blood brothers. So here, uh, going back to Matthew mm-hmm. uh, chapter 26, Jesus is saying, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of Mm -hmm. sin. But then he makes this very strange covenant. Yeah. He says, I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. So here he's saying, by the way, I'm not going to do this again until I do it with all of you guys. That's right. And you would say, wow, that's great. They all know that they're going to see Jesus Mm -hmm. again, and Mm -hmm. they're going to be so good that they're going to be in heaven. Yeah. (laughs) In the next verse down, uh, this this is really striking. Mm -hmm. Jesus says to them, you, in verse 31. 31, Jesus told them, this very night, you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, 
and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. This is one of those striking moments for me in the gospel news that mm-hmm. that Jesus just told them he's going to die to seal the covenant. That's right. Then he says, by the way, I'm going to see all you guys in the kingdom of my That's father. Right. I'm going to drink this with you and yeah. you then. And, and then, then he, he says, says, you're going to you're going to run away and leave me. You're going to deny me. You you're, you're out of here. When things get tough for me, you're gone. You know, starting with the the story that we started with today, he you know, he's saying, yeah, I know you guys are going to rob all my stuff and, right. and leave me. But uh, I promised you. Why don't we look at the prophecy that, uh, that it, this it, is taken from and yeah. that is from Ezekiel chapter 13. No, actually it's from Zechariah. Zach- pardon me, you're right. Zechariah chapter 13 verse 7. Yeah, you have it? I have it. I mean, you're a little I, confused, but you I have know. it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, confusion is my middle name. Uh, awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man who is close to me, declares the Lord Almighty. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Yeah, this is uh, the prophecy in Zechariah chapter 13. That's right. Verse 7. Verse 7. That's what uh, Mike just read from, that this is what, it was already a prophecy that the disciples would actually behave that way. So Jesus is quoting that prophecy here after they've taken the the Lord's Supper, they've accepted communion together, and he's saying, I'm going to die for you, I'm fulfilling my end of the bargain, and I know I'm going to be with you in paradise, you're going to spend eternity with me, but between now and then you're going to forsake me. (laughs) You know, uh, this is one of those parts that I get goosebumps when I read it, because after he said, I I know you guys were all leave me tonight. Then in verse 32, going back to Matthew 26, he says, but after I have been raised, Mm -hmm. I will go ahead of you to Galilee. He's saying, hey, I'm going to see you guys again in Galilee. That's right. I know how you're going to behave today, but, uh, you know, please meet me in Galilee. Who would enter into a promise, an important promise with someone knowing that the person you're entering into that promise with, that covenant, that contract, is going to break it, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to redeem you anyway. We're going to come back to the promise yeah, anyway. I'm going to fulfill is, my end of the bargain. This is a type of covenant that we don't fully understand because no. when I married my husband, he said he was going to be faithful. Yeah. I'm really hoping he's he's going to be faithful. Absolutely. And, <laughs> you know? and me with my wife. And she counts on me for the same thing. Yes. And so here we have a God who is making a covenant with people that he knows are going to fail him over and over. But he's saying, look, after you have failed me, and you can follow the story of Peter, for mm-hmm. example, uh, that it follows this, that we don't have time to do. He says, after you have failed me, I hope you know that I'm still here waiting I'm for you, and, and, and please come back. And why? Because I promised. Yes, I, I promised. I simply promised. Yes, and so what if you have failed God? Yeah. Uh, what if you have failed others, you know, and, and you feel like such a failure that you don't think you mm-hmm. can come back to God? This is the God we present you today. This God says, I knew you were going to fail me. And I've still made the promise to you. I have forgiven you. I have redeemed you. The door is open. You can always come back because I have fulfilled my end of this bargain. You are redeemed. You are forgiven. And I will always accept you back. This is the assurance that God gives you that his blood has covered it all. So come back to him. That's right. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101institute.org. That's Jesus101institute.org. Until next time, live free. with his eye and we'll follow till we die 
With this, we have almost come to the end of our program. To learn more on God's Word, we would love to receive your letters on Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune, 411-001, Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on AdventistMediaCenter at gmail.com. We invite you to follow our programs also on our website. That's AWR. dot org slash english program this is your host sharad and i'm maureen signing off from adventist world radio do join us again along with your family and friends until we meet again via radio we wish you goodbye and god bless you